Hello, this is Norman, and this is the Run With Horses Daily, where I am sharing a little bit about what I am learning and reading and how I am growing as an offshoot of the Run With Horses podcast, which you can find at runwithhorses.net. Today, I'm looking at 1 Timothy chapter 3, and this is a very well-known passage that it talks about the qualifications for pastors and deacons and I'm going to go ahead and read verses 2 to 7. This is kind of the crux of what I want to talk about today. It says, A bishop must be blameless, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous, one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the house of God? Not a novice lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. Moreover, he must have a good testimony among those who are outside, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. So it's interesting, at least from my reading of this, this is not a really high standard. Uh, It it is one that every, every man in the church should be able to strive for and, uh, and reach. You know, it's um, it's interesting. Sometimes there are churches in particularly countries like the United States, a lot of the uh, maybe some in Europe as well, where we expect a maybe a high level of education. There are some churches that they won't consider anyone who doesn't have, uh, you know, master of divinity or maybe even a doctorate to be the pastor. But when you look at this passage, there are no educational qualifications as part of this. They are primarily character qualifications. And when you look at the world and a lot of the, the epic failures of some of our leaders in the church today, they are primarily character failures. I, I don't know that I've ever heard of a pastor that you would say he failed um, educationally. Now, there are some whose doctrine takes a left turn, so I suppose that could be connected. But I just think that's a different issue, too. The, the real big problems that we seem to have with our, our leadership in the church tend to be character issues or people who are just, they don't have leadership potential. They have uh, poor leadership qualities. So... You know, how do we look at our, ourselves and grow in our character seems to be something that we, we really need to consider. I mean, throughout the New Testament, as you look at who we are supposed to be, a lot of what the Bible tells us about the person God is making us, it's not a smarter person. I mean, there are things that we need to know, but for the most part, they're not complicated. They're pretty easy to understand. The issue is real heart change which leads to real character change. And that is the hang-up for most of us. We have so much selfishness that we have, a tr- we have trouble uh, considering others and our relationship with others really suffers. So when this starts out, um, blameless, sober-minded, good behavior, hospitable, um, gentle, not quarrelsome. You know, all these are things that a lot of us tend to struggle with 
because we we have ourselves at the center of our life and our desires and what we want and that makes us a poor leader if we have poor character and i think there are people who have some of the struggles of like verse 6 where it says that you know not a novice or not someone who is um, new in the face but in the faith but i think we might even should consider this um, when we think about what it means to be a disciple and to make disciples, there's a certain amount of lived experience that goes along with that. And you know, Jesus set up opportunities for his disciples to have experiences to minister when he sent them out uh, to do ministry, when he gave them tasks. He was giving them, giving them opportunities to learn and grow without a lot of responsibility that if it fails, it's going to come back on them. So it was a real, it was a guided opportunity to gain practical ministry experience. And I think sometimes that's what's missing in our leadership pathway in the church. Well, we don't have a leadership pathway in the church. So someone shows any, any willingness, we tend to start moving them in that direction. But to be intentional about giving opportunities for experience where there is evaluation and there is time for debriefing and for considering areas where growth is is needed so you know this is something we should consider considering how do we raise up people uh, within the church for leadership positions for ministry um, I think that's really important I you know personally and I guess I'm probably a contrarian uh, in general but in general I think our churches are too loud too large so they may be too loud too, but <laughs> they're too large. And uh, the pastor is required to fill a role that is really not, um, maybe not very similar to the New Testament role of the pastor. Uh, they, they are expected to function much more like a CEO and a, a leader of a company. You know, they're expected to lead basically business meetings and uh, executive meetings and all these kind of things, which, okay, that big church is going to need those things, but a pastor's training by default doesn't prepare him to do that. And I would argue that he shouldn't be involved in those things. He is the one who in his, uh, in his character and his job should be helping prepare the, the church members to be the right people to do those things. And then a large church, I just guarantee you, you're going to have people who in their training and experience are going to be better at leading those meetings and making those decisions than the pastor is because they have been in the corporate world. They have been part of those things. They understand how um, that thing works on a larger scale. And we're not talking about spiritual issues. You know, there's no reason the pastor should be leading a discussion about putting in a new furnace in the church or a new, you know, uh, HVAC system or whatever, you know decision needs to be made his his role really is much more we need to do this with the right attitude the glory the for the glory of god and make sure that our decisions are made with the right heart but there's no reason why the pastor needs to be involved in that decision at all that is not a spiritual decision as long as people's hearts are in the right place and that's really where his his role is so when we expect our pastors and leaders in the church to to function as ceos without being trained to do that, uh, without being uh, able to consider the financial ramifications of things and uh, 
just the large scale that some churches have, uh, I, I think it's asking for trouble. And personally, I, you know, I'd like to see churches intentionally stay smaller and more mobile and able to uh, put smaller churches in more communities. So we really have more community churches rather than people driving for an hour to hour and a half to go to the big church, which has a really good show. So that's a different issue. But I did want to, uh, every time I look at this passage, I'm always reminded that God cares about my character. Um, It's not really an, an educational thing. I need to keep learning and growing because I want to understand and know God more and know how he expects me to be uh, acting in the world. But God is really growing me in my character, changing my character. There's a certain way that I'm supposed to be in the world. Uh, and that often is the biggest challenge. So I would say, and, and I do say to um, our church, every man should be preparing to be a church planner. I mean, you think about what you need to do that. Uh, you need the skills of evangelism and leading small groups and leading a small group to make uh, basic decisions. Uh, you need to be able to handle your own calendar and, and schedule. Uh, you need to be able to make decisions. Uh, you need to have a good, clear picture of priorities and what's uh, an order of, of things that need to happen. Um, but most of all, your faith needs to be anchored in in Christ. You need to understand this is his work and I am his uh, tool, his vehicle. He is using me to accomplish his purpose. And I need to be a disciple maker first and foremost. And every man should have that goal. And then every church should be set up where we're helping prepare people for that. We're helping people become disciple makers who can make disciple makers. And our character is much more important than uh, an educational attainment. Now, there's there's knowledge of things we're going to be teaching, but you don't have to have a master's degree to be a disciple maker. You don't have to have uh, a doctor to be a pastor. Uh, you do have to absolutely be committed to becoming like Christ. And that is my goal. Hopefully that's yours today. So I hope you have an awesome day today.